sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. three provinces in the kingdom of time, the past, the present, and the future. Living in the first, we find a historian, a sober, factual man whose interest lies only in the things that were and whose yesterday is more absorbing than his today. Most of us, however, live in the second province, the present. Our interests lie with the things that are, and we find satisfaction in trying to enjoy each moment as it comes. But there are those who spend their lives in province number three, and these are sometimes called dreamers. There is no past for them and no present, only the future. Avidly, they try to probe its hidden secrets. Tenaciously, they cling to each device, the horoscope, the palm, the crystal ball, and the deck of cards. Childishly, they are unaware of the dangers involved in knowing too much of coming events. Such a woman was Anna Sweet. She married her husband, Alvin, in 1912. Their story begins in that year, when Anna and Alvin Sweet scanned the horizon for future glories, forgetting, perhaps, that the paths of glory lead but to the grave. Come on, Alvin, hurry. We'll miss the sideshow. I'm tired, Anna. My feet hurt. Nonsense. We haven't seen even half the exposition. They've got a model of the horseless carriage on the other end. Alvin, there's a telephone display nearby. Couldn't we come back some other time? Oh, all right. If that's the way you feel about it. Don't be angry with me, Anna. I was hoping to see the telephone. Maybe one day, when we're rich, we'll even have one of our own. Oh, it must be wonderful. Well, let's go ahead, Anna. We've really seen enough. You just don't like to have any fun. All you ever want to do is sit home by the fire and read your silly paper. I suppose that's what I get for not marrying a man near to my own age. Haven't you been happy? I suppose so. <laughs> Forget I ever said that, Alvin. I'm sorry. You're probably right. A girl like you could have married someone young, handsome, rich. I often wonder why I was lucky enough to win you. Or <laughs> well, maybe I saw something in your future, Alvin. Maybe the cards told me that one day you'd be a big man. The cards. It's always the cards. You're like a child that way. Don't make fun of me. I don't like it. Oh, forgive me, dear. You're like all the other skeptics. You never see any farther than your nose. I tell you, the cards don't lie. Oh, look. Another ice cream stand. I'll have a strawberry this time, Elvin. Another ice cream, Colonel. You've had two already. What's the matter? Can't you afford it? I was just thinking of your figure. You're not the only man who has. Anna, I don't like that kind of talk. Oh, let's go home. Excuse me, please. Yes? Baba is my name, Madame Baba. Would you like to have your fortune told? Not now, thank you. Wait. Your name is Baba? My tent is just across the path. I saw you pass a lovely girl and an intelligent man. The cards may have something good in store for both of you. Come on, Anna. Let's get your ice cream cone and go. Oh, eh? Never mind the ice cream. I want Madame Barber to read the cards for you. But that's ridiculous. I don't believe in it. There are many who come to Madame Barber's who don't believe. When they leave, it's different. Oh, let's go into her tent, Alvin. But it's just a waste of money, Anna. I, I don't like to have money. Oh, why are you always so hard to get along with? Can't you do this one little thing for me? Oh, all right, if you insist. It may bring a change in your life, my friend. An important change. A good change or a bad one, Madam Barber? Only the cards can answer that. 
down, my friend, while I place the cards. I believe in cards, Madame Bala. No, I don't. Oh, Alvin. That's quite all right. Each to his own opinion. Now, what do we see? This card is a woman. A beautiful woman. Yes. That might be me. No. No? The woman is not you. Oh, the money card. I see the money card. Yes. And now we'll find out what it brings. Well, what's the matter? The ace of spades. That means death. Let's get out of here. In just a moment. You may as well hear the story. It may save you a lot of grief. The death card, madam, is in an uncertain position. You mean it may not come about? That all depends. Your husband must beware of the color red. Red? It is a dangerous color for you. What about green or pink or orange or magenta? Alvin, stop being funny. If you do not follow this advice, the color red will lead to money. A great deal of money. Well, if that's what you call hard luck, I'm all for it. But listen closely. When you get this money, you must refuse it. Refuse it? It is essential, my friend, that you do. Your life may depend on it. Is that all? Yes, that's all. What else do you advise him to do, Madame Baba? I have told him all I know. But I see he still doesn't believe. I can only repeat what I said before. Your husband must beware of red and refuse this money. Or very soon, you will find yourself in widow's weeds. been staring out that window for over an hour. Come here and sit with me. I have a headache. I don't feel too well. Do you want to have a headache, Powder? Oh, a Powder won't help. More mental than anything else. You're still worried about that, well, what that fortune teller said. Well, then I wish you wouldn't take it so lightly. But it's been almost a week now and I'm still alive. Please don't joke about it. Why not be sensible? Don't you see what nonsense it was? The color red. And all I could do to keep from laughing. <laughs> the fortune it brings me. <laughs> Uh, maybe Madame Barber was thinking about the sweepstakes the winners were announced in the papers today. What was the first prize? Fifty thousand. There are no safer ways of making money. <laughs> I saved myself money by not buying a ticket. Elvin. What? That tie you're wearing. This tie? Take it off. What for? Can't you see it? It has red in it. Now, really? Take it off, I say. You're choking me. There. I'm throwing it in the fire. Are you crazy? That, that tie cost... I don't care what it costs. It's going to burn. Oh. Anna... Then you must. Do you, Anna? No, no. I don't act like it. I don't mean to you. It's something I can't help. I only wish I could give you all the things you wanted, Anna. Pretty clothes, fancy furs, horse and carriage, fine new huts. This place is so small, so old. Maybe one day you will, Alvin. When the fortune teller's prophecy comes true. No. I don't want it that way. I don't want it, do you hear? Mm. That's getting later. Let's go to bed. Oh, dear. Be at the shop early tomorrow. Mr. Kinney said we're having a sale of celluloid collars. Look, that be in, in, in this way. Why, it's after ten. You better look out of the window before you open the door. It's a woman, Anna. Drenched to the skin. What can she want? We'll have to ask her to find out. Don't let her in, Alvin. What? I'm afraid. Of a woman? We can't let her soak out there in the street. She, she may only want to ask directions. Evening. 
Alvin. But you can have the attic room. She won't disturb us. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're kind. I won't forget it. Uh, do you mind uh, if I ask what your name is? Higgins. Cleo Higgins. But on account of my hair, most people call me Fred. Pandora's box. From the point of view of time, this box contains the future, and its secrets are forbidden to us all. But there are always some who ignore the warnings and who refuse to remember that curiosity has often killed more than just a cat. Alvin, what do we do? Now, don't lose your head, Anna. You wish I knew she'd bring trouble. Madam Barber was right. You should have listened to her. There's nothing to get upset about. As far as I can see, she died of natural causes, probably a heart attack. How do you know? You're not a doctor. My father died that way, and his face was blue like hers, you chance to get out of bed and call for help. She went like that. Shall we get the police? Yes. Uh, what's that she's clutching in her hand? I don't know. Let's see if I can close her fingers open. Well, Alvin, don't touch the body. Let me take a second. A slip of paper. Perhaps she wrote some, uh, some kind of message. Uh, hmm. It's not so easy to pry her hands open. Oh, how can you even go near her? I've got it. Uh, let me see under the lamp. What is it? 
It looks like... Anna, Anna, get me the newspaper downstairs. The newspaper? What for? Don't argue with me. Get it. Do you know what this is, Anna? No. It's a ticket on the sweepstakes. In the name of Lucky Red, and I'm almost sure, Anna, that's the name that was listed for the 50,000 first prize. That's all I know, Constable. She asked for a room, and we found her dead about an hour ago. Well, it was just one of those things, I suppose. The coroner said it was a heart attack, all right, although she's kind of young. He said she must have exerted herself too much in the storm last night. But we found her carriage. Oh, did you? In a ditch. Huh? We also found a suitcase there. Now, are there any more of her things here except her clothes? That's all she had, Constable. My wife loaned her the nightgown. Mm, nothing else, eh? No, no. Nothing else. All right, Mr. Sweets. We'll hold the body at the morgue for a day or two and see if we can find a relative. If there's anything more you need me for... No, no, no. The case is closed as far as you're concerned. Good night. Goodbye, Constable. You didn't tell him, Elvin. I didn't tell him what? That there was something else. A sweepstakes ticket. Be quiet, Anna. He may still be near the house. You've got to give that ticket up. Do I look like a moron? Give up 50,000, not me. But it doesn't belong to you, Elvin. No, no. And who does it belong to? The grave? What good will it do it now? These tickets are only registered by the silly names their owners give them. No one will be the wiser. All I have to do is claim the money. I won't be questioned. Who wants the money? Who wants to make a bargain with death? <laughs> You're thinking of that blasted fortune teller again. Her prophecies came true, didn't they? First the color red and now the money. You'll remember what she said. If you keep that money, I'll dress in widow's weeds. Take out and get rid of the ticket before it's too late. No, not in a million years. She can take her prophecies and burn for all I care. All my life I wanted money and so have you. I'm tired of being a worm. I'm going to live like a king. Elvin, you regret it. Will I? Well, you won't, my darling. Just think of the things I can get. I'll dress you like a queen. I'll quit the rotten job I've had for all these years. I'll buy you diamonds and furs. What do you say to that, Anna? I have nothing to say, Elvin. Don't look at me that way. Think you were seeing a corpse. Maybe I am, Elvin. Maybe I am. Elvin? Oh, don't bother me now, Anna. Elvin, there's a man outside to see you. Ma'am? Who is he? His name is... Higgins. Is... Is he related to... She was his wife. What did you tell him? I said I'd call you. What? Didn't you say I wasn't home? Do take the ticket away from me. You'd better see him, Elvin. All right, all right. You stay here, Anna. I'll talk to him alone. Evening. Good evening. What can I do for you? I'm Cleo's husband. They told me that she died in your home. Yes. Uh, she took shelter here for the night and passed away very suddenly. Yes, she had a bad heart. We had an argument and... She walked out on me. I only found out what happened to her this morning. I'm deeply sorry, Mr. Higgins. The police gave me her clothes. Was there anything else? Anything else? Did you find something, I mean, that she might have lost? I believe the police have everything, Mr. Higgins. I'm not so sure. I beg your pardon? Where's her room, Mr. Sweets? She slept in the attic. Do you mind if I have a look around? Not at all. I'll show you the way. The room's completely empty now, of course. Empty? We gave it a thorough cleaning after the accident. We removed all the furniture. The room's quite bare. And there's no point in my seeing Not really. Uh, would you mind telling me just what it is you're looking for? Oh, it's just a memento. Something to remember her by. Something she had on when she left me. Ring or bracelet, then? No, it wasn't a ring or a bracelet. Let it go, Mr. Sweets. Sorry to disturb you. No trouble at all. If you happen to run across anything that doesn't belong to you, here's my card. I'll remember. 
Good night, Mr. Sweet. Goodbye, sir. Oh, Anna, I got rid of him. I fooled him completely. Did you, Elvin? It's the last we'll see of Mr. Higgins, the idiot. I'm not so sure, Elvin. Come here. What, what is it, Anna? Under the lamppost across the street. But it's Higgins. And I have a feeling he's waiting for you. Well, do you think the cards are stacked against Alvin Sweet? Or like him, are you a skeptic? A disbeliever. Let's listen and learn. Is he still there, Anna? No, he's he gone. He didn't move from that spot for five hours. I, I thought we'd never be rid of him. He looked dangerous, Alvin. Well, he's gone now. I guess he's given up. <laughs> don't, don't open that door. Are you frightened, Alvin? No, 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 of course not. Frightened of what? I'll see who it is. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Sweets. Did you find that memento? No. Are you sure? I told you before, didn't I? No. Just thought I'd call to check. I'll get in touch with you again, mister. Fifty thousand is a lot of money, Alvin. You won't be too willing to let it go. Fine, oh, wife, you are. You sound as if it's none of your affair. You sound as though he doesn't worry you in the least. I stopped worrying, Alvin. When you did. There's nothing left to do now, but wait. Wait? Wait, wait for what? The rest. Of Madame Barber's prophecy. And I can't put up with it any longer. I know. He waits there like a ghost watching the house when he... When I leave, he follows me in the street and... But always with that hand in his pocket. The cards don't lie, Alvin. What do you mean? The cards don't lie. Do you think he plans to kill me? The cards don't lie. enough of Mr. Higgins and that prophecy. He's not going to kill me, do you hear? He's not going to get the chance. What are you going to do? I booked our passages, Anna. We'll leave tonight. We'll go abroad. I'll collect the money and we'll be in Clover. You haven't told me why you dug that hole. He's here. I knew he'd come. He's, he's here. He's took me crazy long enough. I'll put an end to it now and I'll tell Baba's prophecy with him in the grave. Alvin! Alvin! <laughs> Mr. Higgins, on what you're referring Let's to. Let's put an end to this first, Mr. Sweet, shall we? Anything you say. Give me the sweepstakes ticket. The one you found on my wife. Why should because I? Because it's mine. I paid for it. My wife ran off with it. I want my ticket back, Mr. Sweet, and I want it now. And if I refuse? I'm a bigger man than you are. I dislike violence in any form, but I'd gladly beat you to a pulp. I'll split it with you, Mr. Higgins. Don't be silly. Half for you, half for me is to bargain. Give me that ticket, Mr. Sweet. Did you hear what I said? Take your hands from that. All right, that's just a sample. Now, behave yourself and hand it over. Very well, you win. The, the, the ticket, it's on the, the mantel over the fireplace. Come with me. Now, I'm asking you once more, Mr. Higgins. Will you share with the me? The ticket, Mr. Sweets. Here you are. And here's an added dividend. looking for it, wasn't he? Killed him. No. No, we're rid of him for good, Anna. And the prophecy has been broken. 
We're free and we're worth a fortune. Let her drive. No one will know but you. I'll bury him downstairs and we'll close the house. Why are you staring at me like that? Horrible dream. Well, don't act so high and mighty. You stood there in the hall and watched me do it. Why didn't you open the door and shout for the police? You wanted the money just as much as I did. I didn't protest, Alvin, because I knew it was no use. No matter what we did, the prophecy would have to be fulfilled. Are you coming with me, Anna, or must I leave you behind? I'll go with you, Alvin. Oh, good girl, good girl. I knew you wouldn't fail me, good girl. You're too smart, Anna. So am I. You see how smart I've been, don't you? No one can ever touch us, no one. He'll stay in that cellar as long as we keep this house and we'll keep it forever. But we're leaving the house, Alvin. You said we were going abroad. Yes, we are, just as soon as I've collected the money. Look, I've got a surprise for you. Look, Anna, here are our reservations. Nothing's too good for you now, Anna, look. Royal Suite. Benny from Southampton, April 10th, 1912. Maiden voyage. SS Titanic. The Titanic, Anna. What do you think of that? Sure. fulfilling its own prophecies, as Alvin Sweets discovered. As you'll remember, the Titanic hit an iceberg and sank in mid-ocean. The clock will be heard again next week, same time, same station. Written by Lawrence Clee and starring Hart McGuire as the clock. You heard Don Crosby as Alvin Sweets. Others in the cast were Myrna Dodd, Sheila Sewell, Ruth Cracknell, Len Teal. The clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production. Oh.